are listening to Grace and Mercy Podcast. This podcast is for people who want to know the grace of God and how it changes the way we interact with the world. I'm your host, author Darlene Bojic, and in this episode, we are going to find out what 1 Kings has to say about grace. 1 Kings is very interesting. The place that we see the word grace is in one chapter more than any other times in all of the old testament the word that's called tikkunah the word that means supplication for favor or the request the requesting of favor is mentioned in first kings chapter eight it's uh, eight times in chapter eight and once at the beginning of chapter nine and Another word, Hanan, that we've talked about before, which is beseech, is an additional uh, four times in, those, in that section of 1 Kings. So what is going on in 1 Kings chapter 8? We have the dedication of the temple. The Ark of the Covenant is brought to the temple by Solomon, and Solomon is praying He's praying for God to receive this temple. So I'm going to read the portion of his prayer, Solomon's Prayer of Dedication. Chapter 8, starting at verse 22. Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the assembly of Israel and spread out his hands toward heaven and said, O Lord, God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven above or on earth below, keeping covenant and showing steadfast love to your servants who walk before you with all their hearts. You have kept with your servant David, my father, what you declared with what you declared to him. So in this verse, we see the word that we have called hesed. Hesed, as you might remember that we talked about before, is loving kindness. And hesed is the word that the New Testament uh, uses for grace. So in the Old Testament, grace is, as we said, the, this, the, the space between please and thank you. In the New Testament, all of those, the, the charisma machine that we call it, is all reflected in this thing that's called loving kindness or hesed uh, in the Old Testament. So... In this verse right here, the very beginning of his prayer, he mentions the steadfast love. And we're going to look at um, the other places in 1 Kings as well that uses that. Keeping covenant and showing steadfast love to your servants who walk before you with all their heart. Okay, now therefore, O Lord, God of Israel, keep for your servant David, my father, what you have promised him, saying, you shall not lack a man to sit before me on the throne of Israel, if only... Your sons pay close attention to their way to walk before me as you have walked before me. Now, therefore, O God of Israel, let your word be confirmed, which you have spoken to your servant David, my father. But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you. How much less this house that I have built. Yet have regard to the prayer of your servant and to his plea. So the word here, plea, is the word we're referring to which is supplication, tekina. Okay, so every time you hear plea, and I'll emphasize it, to his plea. 
Of course, that's like, please, right? To his plea, O Lord, my God, listening to the cry and to the prayer that your servant prays before you this day, that your eyes may be open night and day toward this house, the place of which you have said, my name shall be there, that you may listen to the prayer that your servant offers toward this place and listen to the plea of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray toward this place and listen in heaven to your dwelling place. And when you hear, forgive. If a man sins against his neighbor and is made to take an oath and comes and swears his oath before your altar in this house, then hear in heaven and act and judge your servants, condemning the guilty by bringing his conduct on his own head and vindicating the righteous by rewarding him according to his righteousness. When your people Israel are defeated before the enemy because they have sinned against you, and if they turn again to you and acknowledge your name and pray and plead with you in this house, then hear in heaven and forgive the sin of your people Israel and bring them again to the land that you gave to their fathers. Okay, so we do see in that section this this um, interaction, the res- the request, the 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 cycle of of grace coming down and going back up. Right, they're pleading, they're pleading. They send up a request. It comes back down to them, and um, for with forgiveness. When heaven is shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against you, if they pray toward this place and acknowledge your name and turn from their sin when you afflict them. Then hear in heaven and forgive the sin of your servants, your people Israel, when you teach them the good way in which they should walk and grant rain upon your land, which you have given to your people as an inheritance. If there's famine in the land, if there's pestilence or blight or mildew or locust or caterpillar, if their enemy besieges them in the land at their gates, whatever plague, whatever sickness there is, whatever prayer, whatever plea, is made by any man or by all your people Israel, each knowing the affliction of his own heart and stretching out his hands toward this house, then hear in heaven your dwelling place and forgive and act and render to each whose heart you know according to all his ways. For you, you only know the hearts of all the children of mankind, that they may fear you all the days that they live in the land that you gave to our fathers. Likewise, when a foreigner who is not of your people Israel comes from a far country for your name's sake, for they shall hear of your great name and your mighty hand and of your outstretched arm. Remember, this is the plan of God is that the, the glory of the Lord be spread to all the earth. When he comes and prays toward this house, Hear in heaven your dwelling place and do according to all for which the foreigner calls to you in order that all the peoples of the earth may know your name and fear you as do your people Israel, that they may know that this house that I have built is called by your name. If your people go out to battle against their enemy by whatever way you shall send them and they pray to the Lord toward the city that you have chosen and the house that I have built in your name, then hear in heaven their prayer and their plea and maintain their cause. If they sin against you, for there is no one that who does not sin, and you are angry with them and give them to an enemy so that they are carried away captive to the land of the enemy far or near, yet if they turn their heart 
in the land to which they have been carried captive and repent and plead with you in the land of their captors, saying, We have sinned and acted perversely and wickedly. If they repent with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their enemies who carried them captive and pray to you toward their land, which you gave to their fathers, the city that you have chosen and the house that I have built for your name, then hear in heaven your dwelling place, their prayer and their plea, and maintain their cause and forgive your people who have sinned against you and all their transgressions that they have committed against you and grant them compassion in the sight of those who carried them captive, that they may have compassion on them. For they are your people and your heritage, which you brought out of Egypt from the midst of the iron furnace. Let your eyes be open to the plea of your servant and to the plea of your people Israel, giving ear to them whenever they call to you. For you separated them from among all the peoples of the earth to be your heritage, as you declared through Moses your servant when you brought our fathers out of Egypt, O Lord God. Now as Solomon finished offering this prayer and plea to the Lord, he arose from before the altar of the Lord, where he had knelt with hands outstretched toward heaven. And he stood and blessed all the assembly of Israel with a loud voice, saying, Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel according to all that he promised. Not one word has failed of all his good promise, which he spoke by Moses' servant. The Lord our God be with us, as he was with our fathers. May he not leave us or forsake us, that he may incline our hearts to him, to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments, his statutes and his rules, which he commanded our fathers. Let these words of mine, which I have pleaded before the Lord, be near to the Lord our God day and night, and may he maintain the cause of his servant and the cause of his people Israel, as each day requires, that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord is God, there is no other. Let your heart, therefore, be wholly true to the Lord our God, walking in his statutes and keeping his command as at this day. Then the next section talks about Solomon's sacrifices. And then we have in chapter 9, says this, as soon as Solomon had finished building the house of the Lord and the king's house and all that Solomon desired to build, the Lord appeared to Solomon a second time as he had appeared to him at Gibeon. And the Lord said to him, I have heard your prayer and your plea, which you have made before me. I have consecrated this house that you have built by putting my name there forever. My eyes and my heart will be there for all time. So we see that the word plea, to plea as a verb, to make supplication is used there. Um, in fact, there's two of the words. One is tekina, which is supplication for favor, supplication for favor. And the second one is hanan, which is actually make supplication or plea, right? To plea, one is a noun and one is a verb. Hanan is a verb, beseech. And tekina is the noun form. One time we have the word hen uh, in the Bible, uh, in First Kings. Uh, hen, remember, is the, the technical word for grace in the Old Testament. It also means adornment, charm, charming. Grace, graceful, gracious. 
and pleases, as we've mentioned before. In 1 Kings, it's in chapter 11, verse 19. And Hadad found great favor in the sight of Pharaoh, so that he gave him in marriage the sister of his own wife, the sister of Tapenes, the queen. I know this is talking about somebody who is getting favor from the king of uh, Egypt, the Pharaoh. But take a look at the word found great favor in the sight of Pharaoh and, and put that context uh, into the context of having favor from God or adornment, charm, charm, charming, favor, grace, graceful, gracious, and pleases. We have found favor in the sight of God. And this is what Solomon was appealing to. You see, he was appealing to the favor that God was going to show his people. This doesn't mean that the rest of the world is terrible. This means that God's people are special to him and he leans toward his people. There's general providence upon everyone on the earth. That's why rain doesn't only fall where Christians are. Rain falls on the evil and the good, as Jesus said. God's providence, his general providence is on everyone, but he leans toward his people. So it is beneficial to be his people. And when we go into all the world and preach the gospel to people who might be nice people when their hearts are soft to God, when he calls them to himself, they become a different kind of person. They become his people. They maybe were a very ethical, nice person or a pacifist and they didn't like the war, but they have been changed by the gospel of Christ. All right, before we go, let's just take a look at the Chesed word uh, verses from 1 Kings, 1 Kings 2.7. Um, but deal loyally with the sons of Barzillai, the Gileadite, and let them be among those who eat at your table. W for with such loyalty they met me when I fled from, your, from Absalom, your brother. In that case, it's show kindness to the sons of Barzillai. Second one, 1 Kings 3, 6. And Solomon said, You have shown great and steadfast love to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in faithfulness, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart toward you. And you have kept for him this great and steadfast love and have given him a son to sit on his throne this day. 1 Kings 3, he says two times, uh, steadfast love. He said, steadfast love, that is an Additional concept, the New, New Testament concept of, of the grace that we see in Christ is reflected in the word chesed. We have 1 Kings 20, 31. And his servant said to him, Behold now, we have heard that the kings of the house of Israel are merciful kings. Let us put sackcloth around our waists and ropes on our heads and go out to the king of Israel. Perhaps he will spare your life. All right, so this is Ben-Hadad, who is a Syrian, and he is uh, using, um, he's using the concept of the, f the mercy of the kings of Israel against Ahab. And Ahab does spare his life. But we've heard that the house of Israel are merciful kings. There's the word merciful, and those are the times that we see the word grace in 
the book of First Kings. What lesson do we hear from all of this? Dear friends, I hope that as I was praying, um, as I was reading Solomon's prayer, that you were praying that in your heart because we indeed depend on God hearing our prayers. And we do turn our face to symbolically to, to Jerusalem, to the, the new Jerusalem, to the heavenly promise of God for standing before the throne of God. We turn our face to the temple that is Christ. And we say, yes, when we sin, we confess our sins, and we know you're going to hear our prayers. We trust that you will hear our prayers. And let us remember that today. And let us have mercy on the people around us. When they ask us to forgive, let us be merciful to forgive them because they uh, should know that we are merciful because our God is merciful. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you. Thank you for the book of First Kings that teaches us uh, so much about our expectations, uh, what we can expect from you. And we thank you for the example of David and what he taught to his son Solomon. And um, we pray that we would be people after your heart, after God's own heart, that we would live that way and help us to be actively involved in your purpose for this world, your, your plan and your purpose, the, the thing that you've been working on from, from the beginning that you will bring to completion at the, at the last day when we stand before the throne. Help us to be active in, in that and to be loving and merciful to our, to our neighbors and that we can spread the glory of the Lord to the ends of the earth as water covers the sea. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, thank you for listening to Grace and Mercy Podcast with author Darlene Bojack. This has been episode 26 of season three, Living Grace. You can find the show notes for this episode, including links to everything we've talked about at graceandmercypodcast.com. If you are enjoying this podcast, would you do me a favor and review it on your favorite podcast app, iTunes or Spotify? Thanks, I'd really appreciate that. That way other people can get to know about this podcast. Well, that's it for this time. Take care. Bye-bye.